Today, we begin by chatting about some throwbacks to our more basic and less wild and outdoorsy times. But the meat of this episode is a fun and lighthearted talk about gender stereotypes and our personal fails and successes in calling them out. It's really a bunch of rants and laughter, which is basically every episode with me and Allie. As always, thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy. podcast about everyday badass women who love the outdoors and are unafraid to be unapologetically themselves in the backcountry regardless of norms and expectations. I'm Emma. And I'm Allie. On this podcast, we hope to share our love of backcountry shenanigans with those like us, those that inspire us, and those that are excited to discover their interest in the outdoors. Hello, everybody. Hello, listeners. It is October 27th, 2021, obviously. And uh, we are back. Here we are. Uh, There's no guest today again. We did an episode like this a little while ago. And we had a lot of fun with it. So we thought we'd give it another go today few updates about our podcast we have sold our stickers they the orders have come in and the fundraiser is now complete the order should be arriving tomorrow and we're so so excited for everyone to see our stickers we're really proud of the designs and we had just a lot of fun with the whole project so thank you to everyone who supported and if you're still interested in getting some of our stickers the order form is still open just our fundraiser is no longer happening Another thing I've noticed, I'm not sure people in the podcast world tell me it's important, but I've never thought too much about it is rating us out on the platforms that you listen to us on. So if it's Apple Podcasts or Spotify or RSS or whatever, we would love to see a little, little quick review, maybe a little, a little star rating, anything that your platform does. We would love the engagement. Yes. And we also, again, we keep saying it. We really want your feedback. Like we're not just saying that we actually really talk about it a lot and care about it, especially because we don't have a lot of listeners. We want to make sure that the listeners we do have are happy and engaged and like the product that we're putting out there. So yeah, for in terms of timeline, it probably doesn't make a lot of sense listening to it because we record episodes about a month before they come out. So right now, like I said, it's October 27th. So Julie's episode, episode four, just came out last week. And we got a lot of great feedback from that one. So thank you so much, everyone. We really appreciate it. Please keep it coming. And please give us any ideas you have of things you want to hear about, things you want us to talk about. We want all of it. We only have two brains here trying to run this. And that's not a lot. (laughs) yeah our two brains and our two brain cells collectively so (laughs) meanwhile I'm drowning another one in this beer I'm drinking from my end of the zoom call this episode is non-monetarily sponsored by Coast Mountain Brewing currently I'm drinking the Surveyors IPA and loving it so welcome Coast Mountain so good. I love it too. They have this other IPA. It comes in a hot pink can. It would be so perfect with our podcast. Uh, they're great. 
Love it. Um, on this topic, I have a story. We might as well jump in. I got kind of white girl wasted on Friday night. Frank, who at this point I've talked about so much, my like main climbing partner, great pal of mine, um, and uh, Julie's husband. So Frank and Julie hosted a like bonfire and bouldering night in their backyard because they've got a bouldering cave like set up in their backyard. So there were like probably like 20 people there and I managed to get a ride home. So I had had like four beers, which for me at this stage in my life, we are slizzard at that point. Like we are really, (laughs) we are really slizzard at four beers. This is, this is a wholesome story because this girl, Emily, who climbs at uh, the bouldering gym that I, that I go to and also has been supporting our podcast, following us and uh, got some stickers. So shout out to Emily. Thank you so much. She and I had this like great fireside chat that was just so supportive and so wholesome. We talked a bit about imposter syndrome. We talked a bit about um, women in STEM. We talked about environmentalism and it was so great. And I kept throughout the conversation. I kept being like, Emily, I'm sorry I'm drunk right now because this is a great talk. And, uh, but we're going to hang out on Friday again. And hopefully soberly, I can continue that discussion with her. Hopefully um, you're able to contribute a bit more. I know what Allie's like drunk and she gets a little, <laughs> it just gets a little like sideways, <laughs> uh, but it's always a good time. I mean, at least I'm not an angry drunk or like a sad crying girl drunk, you know? I, yeah, <laughs> sorry. Your comment just made me think back to that first year time when oh I was God. a sad girl drunk. Oh my God, that night, I'm Emma, I'm going to shame you on this podcast right now no. because it was so funny. Emma, no, I just have this... talk about it. No, no, no. I'm going to give this, paint this distinct picture of Emma sitting on the grass in like the main mall, which is like the main kind of boulevard in the center of UBC where we did our undergrad. And she's sitting on the grass wearing this like beautiful jacket that her mom gave her, just sitting there bawling her eyes out, refusing to move for like an hour. And me and Zaina were there like, Emma, like you can cry at home. Like, can we please go? I don't even know what you were crying about. Well, it was also like typical UBC winter, like it's dumping rain. And I'm just like on the grass, like, "Ah." and you're like, guys can we like hurry it up and like get back to the warmth? But I don't even know. Cause we didn't even, well, we were in first year, so we were underage and we didn't go to a bar. We probably like maybe debated getting into a frat house and then probably didn't even make it the long walk. So yeah, that, that sounds right. We were probably on our way to a frat, but the, the coat I'm referring to, it was that green coat that kind of had that, that like, Oh, all, you know, Yes, of course I know that one. That's not where my mom gave me that. I bought that with you. Hey, why did I think your mom gave it to you? I don't know. I have another one that my mom gave me that's like I wear that I would wear like at the similar time of year. But I bought the green coat with you in first year random day that you like we weren't even that close of friends yet. I would even say that we weren't even yet friends. But you just kind of were like, want to go shopping with me? And you, me, Zaina, we all met in first year. And I swear, Allie, you, me, and Zaina were like, not friends yet. Like, we were budding friendships. And you were like, do we want to all go shopping together? And I was like, and you had a car. So I was like, okay, like, let's just jump in our car and go shopping. Where, was that when we spent a ton of money at Old Navy because we had coupons? Yes. 
<laughs> I actually think my jacket is from Old Navy. Oh, wow. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know how we got on this topic. This isn't wild or basic. Well, actually, it's basic. <laughs> it's basic. We're talking about getting white girl wasted. And then we're talking about a shopping spree that we had for no five, six years ago. <laughs> Anyways, a good times, good first year times. Back when we were not so wild, but just basic. I mean, I still get a little too drunk on the weekends here and there. It happens. I guess so do you, seeing as you just had a good night at Frank's. That's how we started here, right? That's, yeah, yeah. That's how we got on this tangent. Because is... I just wanted to say that I, I I think maybe the reason I was like, wanted to say that, oh, I had this great talk with Emily and it was great is because this is going to make me sound like a cynical boomer or something. But it's just, it gets a little bit harder to make new friends when you get older. And I know that we're still in our mid-20s, so it's compared to further stages in our life this is probably a very easy time to make friends still but I definitely have found like it's pretty uncommon to just be chatting with someone and they just put themselves out there and you have a really great real conversation with them and that's what I really appreciated about my talk with Emily is like I know her like we've chatted at the gym a couple times but I barely know her and we start chatting and there's no small talk no bullshit and we just had a really great conversation I'm happy for you shout out to Emily yeah shout out Allie, you've been telling me about these funny stories about how you were a wannabe feminist out there in the wilderness. And I'm curious to hear what you have to say. Um, So those that don't know me personally, actually, I'm assuming everyone knows me personally, or maybe if you're one of Emma's friends that's listening, maybe you don't, but I can be um, relatively like outspoken at times. And I'm, I'm very comfortable talking to strangers and I'm pretty comfortable like calling people out when appropriate. Or when inappropriate. (laughs) Sometimes that's in a good way. Sometimes uh, not so much. But uh, I'll start with a story. So these stories, I've got a couple just like small anecdotes or just things where I've thought that I was doing something that was like, "Mm, look at me, strong, independent woman. Like I'm calling those guys out for being sexist or douchey. And it just backfires. And so I'll just tell this story. It's pretty funny. I was climbing at Devil's Glen, which is in Ontario. It's west of Toronto with Frank and a couple of our other friends. It was our first time at that crag. So we had our guidebook open looking for the routes that we wanted. And we were looking for this area called Sun Worshipper Wall. And that wall has a 5.7 on it, which for those that don't climb, 5.7 is a pretty easy grade. Um, And then it's got the numbers as they go up harder so it's got a five seven and then it's got like I think a five nine maybe and then some five ten a's kind of but the point is there's some easier climbs around there we go up I see these two guys and I'm like hey like do you guys know where sun worshiper wall is and the guy in response one of them says oh yeah the easy climbs are that way and then I just did a double take and I was like I didn't say we were looking for the easy climbs why did you assume that we we're looking for the easy climbs? And he was like, uh, uh, I don't know. I just haven't, I thought I kind of heard you guys talking over there or something. And I was like, no, like I just asked, I just said we were looking for sun worship for a while. Like why I want to know, like, why were you assuming we were looking for the easy climbs? And I was kind of trying to catch him saying like, oh, it's because it's a young woman and a boomer man. And so I kept trying to catch him and, and he was just kind of like, uh, and then his other buddy like started to say something along the lines of like well you guys just look kind of and the other friend interrupted him and the conversation wasn't really going anywhere and I was like 
Well, uh, we actually are looking for that 5-7, though, so where is that? <laughs> it was funny because his their assumptions were true. We were looking for the easy climbs, but it was just annoying that they made that assumption. So in the end, I kind of ended up proving them right, but I still tried to call them out and point out that, like, hey, you shouldn't assume we're looking for the easy climbs based on how we look. Even though I'm following the stereotype to a T. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no it's funny it's funny too because sometimes you're like this is my moment like this is my moment to call them out or like how you said to catch them like I'm gonna catch them right here and then you're like oh wait a minute I'm exactly who they think I am (laughs) exactly yeah okay so um another story I have pretty similar to the last one but I was doing the BCMC trail so that's one of the hikes that goes up Grouse Mountain in North Vancouver I was going with Zoe and I think it was Zoe and Olivia and um, we're hiking up. We're close to the top. And for reference, I have done that trail. Like this is not an exaggeration about 200 times. Like genuinely I've done that hike 200 times. I know every step of the way, but there's a, there's a, a coffee shop at Grouse Mountain that you can go to when you finish the hike. And um, we're hiking up probably wearing our matching Lululemon outfits, whatever. These two guys come along. Don't even say hi to us. They're just like, oh, the Starbucks is closed. You guys might as well turn around now. Are you kidding me? Dude, this is a true story. Like that word so for embarrassing. word. I know I felt, I felt secondhand embarrassment for them. But then I said, I was like, are you guys stereotyping us? Are you, are you saying that? Cause we look like basic bitches. And the guy was like, uh, and then I was like, to be honest, you're right. But you know, you shouldn't say that or something like I, it was something along the lines of like, to be honest, you're right, but blah, 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 whatever. And then the guys just looked at me like, who's this crazy bitch? And then walked away. No, good for you. Calling, calling men out when they need to be called out. It's important. Someone needs to keep them in line. Yeah. The thing is like the assumptions that people make about me in both of these stories are just dead on a hundred percent accurate. Yeah. I was planning on getting a coffee at the top, probably pumpkin spice latte. Who knows? But at the same time, it's just frustrating when people, again, don't even say hi, don't even acknowledge you before saying something like that. Obviously, it was meant as a joke. It wasn't a huge deal. It was pretty funny. But yeah, I mean, most of the time, most of the time, I feel like people can come back to us and be like, oh, what? You don't know how to take a joke. And it's like, oh, that's not really the point. Like, I I do know how to take a joke. It's just like we understand that at the end of the day, it is just fun and games don't think that Ali and I are walking away from these situations absolutely morally crushed that somebody calls you a basic bitch on the BCMC like we'll be fine don't worry like Emma said we definitely can take a joke like we're not and a lot of people that listen to our podcast probably think otherwise because of all the like feminist ranting that we do but we can definitely take a joke I think where I have an issue with it with this guy making the basic bitch comment is it's like honestly man if I'd been chatting with you for five minutes even and we just like kind of knew each other and you made a joke like that I'd be like haha that's funny or if it was a friend that made a basic bitch joke I would think it was hilarious but the fact that I've never met you and the first thing to come out of your mouth is that that's where it annoys me if you haven't even said hi and that's the first thing out of your mouth again like obviously we're laughing about it now it wasn't a huge deal it's more funny than anything but yeah that boomer man never knew that he was gonna go on blast on our wildly basic oh he was not a boomer this man I don't know if he thought this was flirting 
but he was our age. Like it was oh, these, that is these embarrassing. Two, two guys in their twenties, like crossing paths with me, Zoe and Olivia. You know what? They can go ahead and make fun of you all you want. They're still on the BCMC with you. Do you think you're better than us? Oh, they were coming down. They were coming down. We were going up. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You came down too. Yeah, <laughs> true. Um, this is not outdoorsy related, uh, but this one, this happened more recently. I called the man out for his fe- uh, anti-feminist comments. His rude, false, and anti-feminist comments. I was on the phone with my boyfriend who, and I was explaining something that was upsetting me and I heard one of his friends on the other other line I was on speaker so I heard one of his friends in the back say something along the lines of like ask her if she's on her period I was like actually ew I'm so embarrassed that you decided to make a joke about that it's 2021 like it's not okay to say something like that and it if you think you're getting a, a, a rouse out of me you're not I'm actually just sitting here like are you kidding me you just have secondhand embarrassment for that guy. And it's like, when did you miss the memo that that's not a funny joke anymore? <laughs> yeah, when did you miss the memo that we don't say that to women anymore? It was actually crazy. And I did eventually after the phone call, like text him and just be like, excuse, like, are you sure about that? Like, I'll give you the chance to take that back now. And he was good about it. Like, obviously, yeah, he meant it as a joke. And I understand that he meant it as a joke. And I think by the end of the conversation, he understood why that's no longer a cool joke to make. It's yeah. I mean, there's so many examples of that. They're not feminist related of like jokes that are not cool anymore. And society has now come to realize that they aren't okay. I do have another, um, another one that I just thought of that's also climbing related. So this happened a few weeks ago. I was climbing with Frank, Derek and our friend, Rachel. And so we were about to do a mixed route. So mixed route is an Ontario term. People in other provinces don't use it in this sense, but it basically means we've defined trad climbing in a previous episode. So hopefully people who don't climb know that like, that's when you have to place your own gear on the rock. So it was a mixed route, which meant there were a couple bolts, but there were also a couple spots where you had to place trad gear. And Frank and Derek had just done the climb. And so they gave me the precise gear that they knew I would need on that climb. So I had trad gear clipped to my harness and me and Rachel. So these two young blonde girls like tying in, I'm about to lead this climb. And this boomer man comes along, (laughs) doesn't say hi, doesn't bother to look at the fact that I've got the trad gear on my harness. And he's like, hey, you guys know this is a mixed route, right? And I go, yep. And then he says, so that means that that you need trad gear. And I say, yep, I have it right here. And I show him the gear on my harness. And he's like, okay, I'm just, was just checking and then walks away, doesn't say anything else to us. And the thing that bugs me is I have never seen like Frank and Derek, for example, get a comment like that. And to be fair, Eastern Ontario is a bit of a small community. You often run into people, you know, at at the crag and stuff. So maybe people know them and just know they know what they're doing. But it was just like, of course, me and Rachel are about to do this climb and we go go get this comment. And it, it would be one thing if it was like, hey, how are you guys doing? How's your day? Blah, blah, blah. 
Um, have you done this route before? This is a fun one. Oh, I see you've got a couple cams on your harness. So I guess, you know, it's a, it's a mixed climb. Cool. Okay. Bye. You know, like not like, do you know what this is? You need trout gear. And it's like, buddy, use your eyeballs. I have it. (laughs) It was crazy. It's like, do you know it's a mixed climb? Assuming that you know what a mixed climb is. He goes, yes. And then he's like, so you need trout gear. It's like, bro. Yes. Like, (laughs) You see this meme of like, oh, did you know that women speak like twice as much as men on a daily basis? And it's like, yes, because I'm constantly having to repeat myself. Okay. (laughs) Uh, True. I I can think of so many times though, where like, like at the climbing gym, fuck, I hate how all our stories revolve around climbing. I need to start doing like another sport. I guess ski season's coming up. Hopefully I'll have some ski stories, but at the climbing gym, like we always joke about how guys love to spray beta. Like they love to just give you all the hints to a climb for those who don't know what beta is. And we love to joke. That's like, Oh my God, these like this climbing bro is spraying beta at me. Like I roll so gross. Meanwhile, I'm like, yeah, but I also couldn't figure out the climb myself. And like, I definitely needed his insight. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for people that don't climb, uh, one of the kind of things that's satisfying about climbing is when you can figure out how to do the climb by yourself. So a lot of people really value that process of trying a climb, figuring out what the moves are, figuring out how to move your body to finish that climb and send it. And so if someone comes up and just tells you immediately all the beta, and like Emma said, beta is like kind of the info on how to do a climb where it's like, oh yeah, move your right foot over that way a little bit and grab this hold in this way and and they'll give you its tips on how to do the climb and people will sometimes come up to you and just like tell you all the beta and you're like buddy I haven't even tried it yet I you haven't even seen me fail at it yet and you're already giving me tips (laughs) yeah and most of the time no no shade but most of the time it's these boys who think they're like you know who have such an ego and they come up and you haven't even tried it you haven't even been there you know, two minutes before they're like, oh my God, so like, this is how you do it. And you know, they're telling you because they want to impress you. Like they want to show off that they know how to climb and they want to like, I don't know what it is. It's, it, it is low key misogynistic. Like they want to be the one that like helped the pretty girl, like climb up the climb, whatever. That's what they end up doing. And, and most of the time you're like, at least with me and Allie and all my other girlfriends who climb like we always joke about like oh my god I went to the gym today alone and some guy just gave me beta all day and it was so annoying I roll but there are moments where I'm like yeah but I also couldn't figure out the climb myself and I really needed his insight (laughs) Uh, yeah okay I want to though I'm gonna give a shout out to one of the guys that climbs at the climbing gym I go to James Wang James Wang if you're listening you're great you're so good at not spraying beta, like he almost is the opposite. Like he really will not um, like give you beta unless you ask for it. Or sometimes he'll see you struggling and say, hey, like, do you want some beta or no? And like gives you that option of like, no, I don't want any any info. And I've seen people do it too, where you're in the middle of a climb and they'll be like, right foot up, right foot up. And you're like, oh, like I was just trying to figure it out. I don't want, and like they mean it encouragingly, but they're like kind of you got this right foot up reach for that pole on the left like they're telling you the moves as they're trying to encourage you 
And yeah, James does not do that. He even goes as far as like, if he's seen you working on a climb, he will wait till you're out of eyesight to do it himself so that he doesn't give away any bait. Like he's just very conscious of it. Yeah, like, very mindful. Yes, ally vibes. Anyway. Yeah, the other day I was, actually the other day I was at the gym, like doing the rope climbing that I was talking about earlier. And um, Brandon, my boyfriend was belaying me. And for those of you who've never climbed with me, like I'm really, I'm constantly struggling. I'm never looking good. I'm out of breath 99% of the time. So I'm literally like maybe a sixth up this route, literally already out of breath, like struggling to figure out the moves. And Brandy goes like, Emma, just lean, lean your weight left or something like lean left to try to like hang on to a hold instead of the way I was doing it in the moment. I was like, Oh my God. Like I was like, Oh my God, all he wants is me to be finished this route. And so that we can move on and do something he wants to do. And I was like, I felt bad. So gross. I wish I could have just done this myself. And now I'm frustrated and stressed, but really like, when I took a couple extra seconds to think about it, like he had my back, he was just looking out for me and wanted me to like be able to complete the climb without exhausting myself and pumping my arms. I was just so defensive from like the get go. And that's kind of what we've been talking about is like, sometimes you get into a situation and you're right away assuming someone's being anti-feminist and you're like, oh, I'm about to call them out for it. And then you're like, oh, but wait, they like <laughs> might've just been having my back. Yeah. And, and I, I think to be fair, kind of with like with the story I told about the mixed climb and me having the trad gear on my harness, I definitely recognize that the intentions were not to be condescending. The intention was to make sure that we knew what we were doing. And people aren't always aware of their subconscious biases. Like I'm not. I, even as someone who's studying medicine, when I hear Dr. So-and-so is doing X, Y, Z, I still envision a man until proven otherwise. And it's like, every time I catch myself doing it, I'm like, fuck, fuck. But uh, we all have these subconscious biases. And even as a woman, I think we have a tendency to assume that, for example, if you see a man and a woman climbing together, you kind of assume that the man's the stronger climber until proven otherwise. And I hate that those are the assumptions. Everyone has them. And so a lot of the time people are making comments based on these unconscious things and they mean no harm and their intention is actually to help you finish a climb or to make sure that you're safe or to just make a joke and keep things lighthearted. So I try to remind myself of that, but I think people who are open and willing to learn will still take you quote unquote calling them out as a chance to be like, oh yeah, I did make that assumption. Like, thanks for putting that out to me. I would hope that in those moments, people don't take it as a like, fuck you, you said that to me, you're so misogynistic. Because when I do it, it is a little bit of that, I will admit, it's a little bit of like, fuck you for assuming that about me. But it is also like, hey, you just made this assumption. You probably weren't aware that you're making this assumption you just did. Yeah. And I would much rather like have too many false positives than false negatives if you know what I mean, like, I would rather call people out and then take the backlash of it afterwards, than be quiet about it and miss a few opportunities to rightfully call people out. Or at the very least, you call someone out and they're, you know, put on blast for a minute, and they have to think about what they just said. And if they really are like, no, what I said was fine, then they are given the opportunity to defend themselves and say like, no, no, sorry, I didn't mean it like this. This is what I meant. And it at least gives them 
the time to reflect on what they said and really evaluate and see if it was appropriate or not. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's not just men. Sometimes uh, women or anyone else needs to be like, I don't want to say put in their place, but sometimes you have to point those things out um, even for women as well. Like, again, like I said, I'm, I'm in medicine and I, when I talk about um, wanting to go into surgery, which is my ultimate goal, people, especially women, interestingly, will say to me, oh, how are you going to balance that with your family life in the future? And it's like, why don't you just start with, hey, good for you. That sounds like a great career. Like, tell me more about it. Why is it, how are you going to balance it with your kids? Because I know that my male classmates really do not get those questions very often. And myself and every other girl that's interested in surgery that I've talked to, it's always like, oh, well, like, what if you have kids? And it's like, first of all, don't assume I want kids. Second of all, I don't want it. That's a personal question either way. So for you to say, what about family? that's already kind of a bit of a boundary crossing in a conversation. And also like, I just told you, I have this great goal. Like, why don't you just be like, cool, good for you. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I got really heated there, but I just had to get that out. No, no, I'm so with you because it's, I mean, you're talking about it in medicine, but it's in so many different things. Like it's kind of like that story I said earlier about that joke that was so like 2008. Why can't people realize that to have a family a guy also has to take time out of his career. And like, why is it always the girl sacrificing? Because we're moving away from that. Like it's no longer that way. So we need to stop talking about it. Um, And once we stop talking about it, we'll really just have a way with it. So rude, false and anti-feminist R-F-A-F. I feel like I'm just going to be out there now, like in the outdoors, in the recreation and being like, ew, R-F-A-F. I roll and then all all my girlfriends will be like yeah rfaf and all the guys will be like oh my god what are they talking about <laughs> yeah but anyway when people ask those questions it's definitely rfaf but yeah no i'm i'm actually really glad with how this conversation went when we first brainstormed this idea i kind of was like yeah but i'm not sure exactly where it's going to go and i feel like we both got some good points out of it Yeah, I mean, I think the TLDR is like, we would encourage you to take those opportunities to start those weird conversations if you feel safe to do so. And if you can, and it's not always the moment to do that. But when you can, I'd say, yeah, start those conversations. Like, it'll get people thinking at the very least. And also, but at the same time, like, try to assume good intentions, because most people do have good intentions. And it's really easy to, for us to get defensive. I can get so fired up over little things like whew, it's, it's dangerous, but assume good intentions and hopefully it leads to a good chat. If not, then, you know, whatever. Yeah. And if you, for whatever reason, don't feel comfortable bringing it up in the moment with the person who may be making some inappropriate assumptions, you always have your girlfriends to fall back on and rant to. Agreed. Agreed. I unload so much onto my female friends. We can rant for so long. Like when Emma told me about that period story, the guy asking if you're on your period. Well, we had a long phone call about that one. I think I called you at like seven in the morning. I was like, can you believe? And you're like, girl, I'm drinking my morning coffee and I'm here for it. (laughs) And with that, I think we are kind of done for the night. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for hearing our rants uh, once again and our dumb little stories. Um, We appreciate you tuning in. Yeah. Thanks again. Bye, listeners.
Thanks for listening to Wildly Basic. Don't forget to subscribe or follow wherever you get your podcasts. We're also on Instagram at Wildly Basic Podcast. Our marketing director is Emma. Our editor-in-chief is Ali. Artwork by Emma. Music and sound by Ali. Co-hosted by Emma and Ali. Thanks for tuning in. Happy Happy trails. trails!